Welcome to Highly Functioning, a show about exploring, understanding, and optimizing the mind from a non-neurotypical lens. On this week's episode of Highly Functioning, we talk about our experience in elementary school. We believe these years of your life are instrumental in the way you shape your worldview as you grow up and become an adult. We touch on our experience with the education system, social relationships with other children, and defense mechanisms we used to cope with our environment. A key point we touched on is the importance of knowing that although you might not fit in the way other people do, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or that you're any less of a human being. It's important to understand the value of being different and being yourself. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash highly functioning. If you like our content, consider supporting us at highlyfunctioning.ca. There, you'll find bonus content, Q&As, and be able to provide direct input on how you can change the show. Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of Highly Functioning. Um, myself, Winston Devendraja, we're with David Birnbaum. Uh, one of the example, um, sorry, one of the topics for today uh, is our experience in elementary school. Um, we thought this is a good way to talk about some of the things that might have shaped the way uh, that we think, how that's connected back to the values that we had, or some of the difficulties that we had growing up when um, doing things like learning, as well as some of the social conventions and uh, relationships that we had to build. Um, and I think this is a really important topic uh, because it helps us, helps others who might have felt that uh, they didn't quite fit in, get a view on some of the, maybe like bring to light or have their own conversations about how elementary school might have shaped the way that they think or shaped the way that they, um, they have grown up. So David, uh, let me start with you. Um, how was your elementary school uh, experience? Uh, overall, I'd say not great. I mean, it was kind of fun, I suppose. It wasn't good for learning. At the time it was okay. Um, but school was super boring. I was consistently, consistently getting in trouble, like almost suspended multiple times, suspended once. Like I was a big troublemaker in school, but it was literally because I was bored all of the time. Um, and I, you know, I even was put in the gifted program and even there I was just bored and, um, and they, they wouldn't occupy me. And basically there was a, a, kind of clear distinction with some teachers versus others. The teachers that just kind of let me do my thing, we got along well enough, but the teachers that were really rigid in their thinking and in their approach, I just wouldn't budge in my approach and my thinking. And so we were just like feuding the entire time. Um, but also like I was the kid since grade four or younger that knew grades didn't matter. Like I knew I knew the stuff and I'm going to go to the next grade. So it doesn't matter if I fail this test or don't do this homework assignment because it was so boring. Once I knew something to then have to practice it 10 times to finish the homework assignment was like bogus to me. It was so because the homework assignment is supposed to help kids retain the information. Right. But if I already knew it, because I could just sit there, listen to the lecture once, and know it, right? Even up through grade 12, that was the case. Um, and so most of school was just dull and a waste of time uh, f f as far as I was concerned. And so it's funny that you say that because I have a lot of elements that are similar, but um, I was actually a very different kid in, in, in elementary school. So I was the kid that all the teachers loved or most teachers loved. Um, and I always did well in school because I had the same experience, which is 
up until like grade 12, um, I never actually had to really do any homework. I would just do well in school uh, because as long as I paid attention and understood it, um, all the homework stuff, it's like, no, it's just repeat the same steps over and over again. Or it was just memorization, which I was always very good at. So I just had to remember dates and like someone who might potentially have Asperger's that that seems to be the case. Um, and so I would just breeze through school. Like if I, I didn't have homework till like grade 11 because I would just be like, oh, this is super easy. Let me just finish this all so I can go home and do whatever the hell I wanted to do. Um, and I also found that part of the reason why I did so well with, uh, did so well in like in school in terms of like being good with my teachers is because I liked talking to them often more than I liked talking to some of my friends just because they seemed more interesting and had topics and things that like I thought would be cool. So I could sit there and talk to like my science teachers about like science and like experiments and stuff like that. Whereas like the kids that I had in school wanted to like, you know, run around and like throw things, which I did find fun. Uh, but I was always good with the teachers because I'd spend time talking to them. So I might've been like a little bit of like a teacher's pet at the time. Um, and I found that they were more compassionate in terms of like my quirks and all like the weird things that I'd be doing. Um, and so I found it really easy to go ahead and do that. And for me with school, like I knew that like there was a set rule structure that most teachers had and I just wouldn't do it. And I'd spend my time like reading other things or doing other things while the lesson was going on. And then when they asked me a question, if I understood it or I read the thing beforehand, I just say it cause I just have to memorize it. And so school was super easy, but like you said, super boring. Like I felt like I wasn't challenged throughout elementary school um, just because it didn't seem like it was, it was that difficult. And I really didn't have to understand something. I just had to remember it. And most tests and stuff are designed in a way where I just like multiple choice or just regurgitate knowledge that you have. Yeah, it's interesting. When at family gatherings and at summer camp, I always hung out with the adults, like the camp counselors, my uncles and aunts, because I found them way more interesting and they could talk about like actual things. But at school, that was not the case. And it, it makes sense to me that, you know, teachers were more compassionate to your quirks than students because students are kind of harsh and don't understand. Um, but for me, my experience, even into my adult life was my quirks happened to manifest in such a way that no one showed me the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, and that's a bigger topic. Um, but also I, I kind of overreacted in my defense mechanism. So I was the bully. I was the kind of um, more aggressive type at school. But then also, you know, what I think of is I refuse to respect arbitrary authority. And that's essentially what, te what bad teachers rely on. And so, like I said, there's a few teachers who I got along with and many who I absolutely did not because, you know, I wouldn't do my work and I'd even make the argument to them that if I don't do my work, it's actually less work for you. We're on the same side. We both want to have less work. <laughs> um, but if no, but like I was supposed to do the work. How dare I question their authority? And like they were so, so like they would just get so mad at me and stuff. Um, yeah. And I was, I was, you know, consistently being put in detention, being made to wait outside and stuff. And it didn't really matter. One of my saving graces actually um, until grade seven, uh, we've talked about this before you and I, I did commercials like I was on TV and I loved it because I just got to miss school. So like at least one day a week, I was just not at school or missed most of the day. And even, like that was just good because it allowed me to somewhat be at the same pace as other kids um, or something like that. But definitely people were so non-receptive to 
me and definitely had no interest in trying to help me because because I had a more, let's say, aggressive manifestation of my anxieties and of my, my issues. So it was totally not built to help me at all. The, the major thing that was difficult for me growing up is the relationship with other kids. So I was that kid that like did really well in school, but I was like, I was not, I was probably not the nicest kid. Like I was nice. I tried to be nice to other people, but like, um, because kids were so mean to me or I just didn't understand what the social conventions that they had that made zero sense to me about like us laughing about random things or talking about random things. It just didn't like integrate properly in my head. Um, and so like kids often, like, of course, we've all been kids before. Sometimes you can be really mean or really uh, upsetting to others. And so I actually manifested that back into school where I was like, I'm going to prove that I am so much smarter than you that like, that is my defense mechanism. And so I would like, I was like, of course, I was that little shitty kid sometimes where I would be a know-it-all where like, if any question came up, I'd be able to answer it and basically point at them being like, oh, like I'm smarter than you. Um, And that was the only way that I could find myself to have some sort of identity in that I couldn't be able to, you know, um, talk to people the right way. I couldn't make friends really easily. Like I'd make shallow friends, but like, I would always say something that kids didn't find cool that would like screw it up. And I didn't know how to like react to that properly. Um, And so as a defense mechanism, like I said, I'll just, I just poured myself into making sure that I was really smart and like being a smart kid was what defined me throughout majority of my age. Um, and until like I got inf- enough information to know how to act in a social environment, um, I don't look very fondly on elementary school. A lot of people look back and be like, oh, being a kid was amazing. I love that. But I look back and I look at memories where I didn't enjoy that whatsoever. I actually enjoyed high school and university much better because I knew how to have that baseline foundational understanding of how to conversate and, and work with other people. Um, and so like I was bullied, I was a bully, like all of these things were a factor for me as a kid. Yeah. And so I wanted, I wanted to make the joke that I must've been a quicker learner than you because I understood the social cues quite well early on from a very young age, but I, I leveraged that to be a jerk. Right. So I got, I remember still vividly being bullied when I was in junior kindergarten. So maybe four years old and thinking, I'm never going to let this happen to me again. And because of that, I was a bully from senior kindergarten right through till age 25, basically, when I started to get my stuff together. Um, And it was funny. We used to do these like multiple personalities tests or whatever, right? And I scored once like interpersonal. Like I, I scored my highest intelligence, even though I was really good at math or whatever, it was interpersonal. And everyone laughed because the other kids who scored interpersonal were like the really friendly girls and me, right? And it's like, but they didn't understand how good I was at being mean, right? Like I was a really good bully. And also I figured out, like I was so anxious. You and I have talked about how we're so anxious to know what algorithm to run, right? Like in the, and so I just realized it's not that hard to actually control the environment. So I was just loud enough and big enough of a personality from a very young age that I was always in control of the environment. And so, or almost always. And so I was choosing the algorithm everyone else was running on. And that was, that was the place of safety, right? Um, 
that being said, though, I, I did really cling to my intelligence. Like, I didn't care to work on it because I took for granted that I was just way smarter than everyone. And I didn't need to kind of like dedicate anything to it. I just did school and knew I was smarter. Um, and, but it was, it was like so brittle, so fragile. I mean, like whenever anyone insulted my intelligence, like all of my barriers broke down and I was so mad I'd lash out at them and stuff. Um, so I, I kind of had a different manifestation of those same things. And I also remember very distinctly like grade four to six was like great because, you know, I had these classes, I was kind of the leader and stuff. And then new kids came in and it changed the dynamic. People questioned my authority as like the leader in the class and stuff. And it really like shook. Flies for <laughs> Lord of the Flies for elementary school. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but the other thing I'll say is actually, you know, I never really had any deep friendships. I had, even through university with few exceptions, I had like one year friendships. And so I was the kid who had lots of friends or lots of friendly acquaintances, like outside of our class, different grades, because I needed a lot of stimulation. And also people would get sick of me. Like I was entertaining, like, oh, David's the jokester until he's too much, shut the F up. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of how my the majority of my relationships with people went, but I was very much always trying to be in control. Um, and I learned, I was so focused on how to accomplish that goal. Um, you know, the other things that comes to mind is like, I was really into whatever online game was the trend, right? So Neopets or RuneScape, or then there was Adventure Quest or whatever. And I would like be obsessive into these games to be the best. And I was the best and everyone knew I was the best. And um, that had been really important to me. And I, the, the, I was running poker games at lunch for money. And like, I was just like kind of being this, yeah, I don't know how I'd quantify it, but that was how I kind of saved myself and occupied myself. So I don't really have many explicit memories from elementary school, but I definitely don't have any friends from elementary school still where I know some people managed to maintain them, but I was just, like I, I, I literally think I was on a different planet back then. And it took me a long time to learn how to be on this planet mm -hmm. um, it would be the way I characterize it, I guess. Cause I, I had a similar story in that. Like I didn't want to, like, I, I didn't really have very many close friendships. Like we wouldn't like talk about things or, or anything. It was just like, you needed that sort of some social circle to like survive in elementary school. Um, and I found that like, I still had an incessant need or want to fit in with others. And when people weren't kind to me, I would do similar to what you said, where it's like, I was, I feel like I was smart enough to know like where to point and prod that would like upset that person. And I would come back with a, with a, with a joke, or I wouldn't even say it's a joke. It's more like an insult so bad that it's like, Hey, like you can't accept me. Therefore I'm going to tear you down. Um, yeah. and like, it didn't until like, uh, until like when I went into university or like halfway through high school, I didn't realize like how, how bad this is and I should stop doing this uh, because that's not the way that you go ahead and build friends. Um, and it was just that like, I, I look back and like, I, I can look at some relationships and be like, wow, like I was not a good person in that relationship or I was shitty. Um, and if I, if I was hoping that people would give me compassion, but there's so many things that I did wrong um, that could have been much better to allow other people to, um, you know, want to be friends with me. Cause that's all I really wanted was to have like friends that I could, you know, go talk to and like had to put down these like barriers in. Uh, and the only way that that manifested way up until like, up until university is like, I just had to be successful. Cause I just had to like 
point back at you being like, oh, you were mean to me. And this was, um, this is my like, fuck you to say that I became successful. And I like would think about like, oh, if I went up to an award, I would be like, like the classic like Michael Jordan speech where he's like, this person doubted me, this person doubted me, this ter- person doubted me, screw you, like, look what I did. And I just realized like, that there was no good way to live your life. Uh, and it's just like sort of upsetting. And these are the things that elementary school sort of like put into my psyche that um, as I started growing up, uh, it would manifest in ways that where like, I-, I can look back at relationships and be like, I should have totally handled those things differently. Two questions that come to mind. I'm interested to know what, how you spent recess and also if you had any elementary school romances because the romances in particular were like an interesting thing for me. And recess was, like many kids, recess was like my escape. But I know for, like it was, I had a lot of fun at recess, but I know for some kids, um, especially the kind of introverted types and stuff, like recess was the worst part. So I'm interested to know um, about those two aspects. Recess for me, it wasn't that bad. Like I, I would try to find a group that uh, I could go ahead and play with that was like a large enough group. Uh, and I know I wouldn't be really like amazing at certain things or whatever, but like I would find some way to, to do things. Um, and the major thing was that like basketball, when we started playing basketball in grade four, when like finally the basketball events opened up for our, for our group, um, that was huge because I could just play basketball every day. And it's like, I just know something that I can work on and be good at. Um, and then for the romances in, in elementary school, atrocious. Like, I, I can't think of a single one that went well because I was just like, I couldn't even talk to like my regular peers. Um, talking to a girl was like, was like, like rocket science. It was impossible. Um, and so it was just like failure after failure, which like really sucked as a kid. Uh, but like, I don't blame them, blame them. Like I probably came on like a freaking idiot. Um, but it's funny, like I've had situations in which another person liked me, but like I had zero idea, like no social cue whatsoever. And I didn't find out to like three years later when someone's like, oh, I liked you back in this grade. And I was like, what? You didn't tell me? Like, like this is crazy to me. Um, and so that was like a complete shit show. Like it didn't, it didn't work. And uh, it wasn't until like high school that I learned like, oh, like this is how you act as a normal human being. And I have like friends of mine who I used to say like that are like, that are, that are girls or women now um, that like we became good friends in grade eight because I'd learned how to like act around these social groups and like understand things. Uh, and they'd be like, oh, like you're so great. I'm like, no, no, no. Like three years ago, you thought I was the weirdest person, stupidest person on the planet. I just figured out how to act like a normal human being so I'm not weird anymore. Um, but back to you, like how, how did your recess or those relationships go? Well, so first, before I get to either of those, I want to respond to this idea that you learned how to act like a human being, right? Because I did say before as well, like, you know, I learned how to live on this planet. But to me, I'm a human being and this planet was full of weird people, right? And so I think in another episode, we should explore more this mindset of uh, that, like that, that thing. I think it's really important both to talk, we, you know, you and I mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking, like speaking a different language and like, how do we learn how to engage with the world? But because I think it's also like as much as it's fun when we discovered I know how to be a human now. Um, it's also like, I am a human, right? Why, do, why don't other people know how to be like me? So, but I just wanted to highlight that. Um, for, re- for me, it's interesting. Recess was like very much great because we were just playing sports all of the time. I knew the rules. I knew the games. I did get in fights like um, uh, once in a while. And so those often happened at recess, right? Um, 
But it's interesting because you and I both enjoyed recess and kind of found solitude or solace in sports, I guess, um, which it's very structured. There's clear goals. Everyone knows what's going on. Um, but that's also not kind of the stereotype I would apply to maybe other people like us. But it's, it, that's interesting. And what comes to mind actually is I did have feuds. I like, you know, I'd run my mouth a lot because to me, words were fun. It was like a verbal game. And then some kids, I was scrawny. I was a tiny kid. Some kids would get offended and we'd fight. Right. Um, and so I, and the teachers were never on my side as well. I remember once actually getting jumped by like four or five kids and then beating me up and then me chasing after one of them crying, trying to kick his ass. Cause I was like, he was the ringleader. I felt <laughs> right. Once I had broken up and then the teacher was getting mad at me. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so multiple times I got beaten up and they didn't even get really in trouble because I was like disliked by the admin, which is so messed up too. But in terms of romance, I'll have to say, I was going to make this joke earlier, but it's applicable here too. I guess you're actually a quicker learner than I am because back in at elementary school, like I very much took from my older siblings and from movies and stuff, like how to have a relationship with a woman, right? Like how to have a, and so I just tried to apply those principles even from a young age. And it was like totally a mess up, right? Like, so I had three girlfriends, uh, you know, in elementary school that each lasted, you know, a month or whatever it is. Um, and it was just kind of a mess. And it was very much so though that I thought like having a romantic partner was really valuable. And so like all of my female friends, that's the only lens I could see them through. Um, and that lasted until like I was 23 years old because um, I couldn't break out of that thinking pattern. Like this is supposed to be really important. Everyone tells me a girlfriend's important. The media says it's important. Like, oh, and, and even like if I meet her in elementary school, like that's the best romance ever or whatever, right? <laughs> and so like I was literally applying all of that um, and very much uh, I think I've read that like autistic people can get hypersexualized and I very much was. And so I was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had this desire for like intense intimacy with, with my classmates and stuff. And so I would kind of, and I thought this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Like, it's not like I knew I wanted it. It's like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and so it was quite bizarre. And then that also obviously, because, you know, factor my, let's call it, uh, I wasn't aggressive back then. I became more aggressive as I got older. Um, but my pursuit of, of uh, girls in the class paired with my approach and my bullying and stuff, that's kind of what led to feuds with like other guys and stuff, right? Like, uh, you know, at a young age fighting over, over girlfriends and that kind of thing. Um, so they, yeah, they were both kind of, or yeah, the, the relationship was kind of very bizarre for me. And I, um, it's funny you say that because that reminds me of something where like, I was into like girls really early, like in kindergarten, I was like, I like this girl, like she's, she seems really cool. And like, I watch movies, like you said, I'm like, okay, like, if I find this early, this is great. Um, but like, it was always odd, because like people, even that, that classic thing where it's like girls have cooties, or like guys have cooties or whatever, and all that stuff. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't think she's cuties. Like she's a normal person. Like she seems great. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I would get made fun of because I'm like, I'm the person that doesn't think a girl has cooties. Um, and then um, when I got to the, like, and like, I was too late because, and it's funny, like I thought girls were weird because I was like, everyone thinks they're weird. So let me be weird. And then everybody thought girls were cool again. And I was still like, Oh, the environment says that they're weird. So I would treat them weirdly. And that fucked up too. 
So it was just like, it was just a whole, like, uh, I guess I wasn't a quick learner um, of just not knowing how to like, how to sort of navigate the, the social relationships as a kid. Um, and where I found solace was like in education, reading and stuff like that, where I was just like, okay, like I can just learn other things in this time because clearly I'm failing atrociously at this. So, I would um, have hated you in elementary school. Yeah, like what you say, but, you were the kid that I didn't like. You're the kid that like knew what to do. <laughs> and it's so interesting because like very much my focus was like, school's a waste of time. I'm just going to focus on how do I navigate the social stuff? This seems more important. And it definitely seems to be emphasized um, in schools as well, right? Like you should have friends. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's good to have friends and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the kids who just kind of did the books and stuff and were kind of awkward, I like hated them because I also think like that's what I wanted deep down I wanted to just kind of keep to myself and but I overcorrected everything and so it was like maybe like a manifestation of everything I hated uh, because I couldn't have it or something like that and it was the only the, like I, I don't want to like I was not so quiet that it's like the one that was like a bookworm sort of thing but like that's what I like doing um, like if any of my friends are watching this of course there were moments in which I was extroverted and excited and things like that um, like I was a normal kid in that, like, I have those awkwardnesses and things like that. But internally, it was like, really odd for me, because I just didn't get it. Um, and it did, I didn't really come out of my shell until like, eighth grade, I think, when I realized like, okay, like, this is what I have to act and when in front of people, let me act this way and then change it um, when I get home. And this goes back to that whole masking thing that we talked about, right? Where I yeah. realized how to mask myself in order to fit with the social environment. Um, and that, of course, has its issues that start to perpetuate when you do that too often. Yeah. Oh, that is kind of the, the definition of my life. I got trapped behind my mask for 20 years and I didn't know how to break out of it. But it also brings up, you know, we, we have our bonus segments now called common nonsense. And it really brings up to me like the way you and I learned about things and, and correct me if I'm misspeaking for you, but very much it was like, you know, people took as common sense, a lot of stuff that would go on in school and just in life generally, and literally nothing was just common sense to me. And so it was like almost, I was a delay at first. I was delayed because I just had to learn from like, okay, what, what, are, what are people doing? What do people do? Oh, this is what people do. Okay, I'll do this. But then also because you know everyone else was just doing what people do, I had no idea what people do. So I watched but because I watched, I had way more information than average and I could do what people do better than people, right? So it was literally like coming to a different planet, studying them and then being the best at it, right? Because I took the time to study, but I had, I had no choice. And very much that is the process that happened in elementary school. And I just happened to take the wrong lessons, right? Um, because I or you took, just okay, overcorrected. Right. Like you just well, take something to and just dial it up so far that it's beyond what regular people do. <laughs> yeah, sort just... of. And also like I knew achieving my goals was valuable and I decided or I learned what's the easiest way to achieve my goals. And it was to be a jerk and just power through. And I did achieve a lot of what I wanted or thought I wanted um, in terms of just like accomplishing concrete goals. Um, and I just thought other people were less honest, right? Like this is what everyone was saying they did or acting in some ways. And I was just like, well, this is how you say we are. And this is how I am then. Um, 
and it's really interesting. So overall, elementary school, it, it was kind of, I, I've been stuck like reflecting on my university experience for many reasons. And I feel like after that, then I'll go back. High school, I understand pretty well, I think, but elementary school is also just kind of dull, right? Like it was just kind of drudgery. I, maybe I learned math, I don't know. Like, um, but yeah, I don't, it was definitely not fun or smooth, I'd say, um, as a whole. And it's funny you say that because so far, most of the people that I've met look back on elementary school so fondly. Um, like the, all of them, high school was dreadful. Uh, whereas for me, high school was great. Um, university was even better. Um, but ele- like it just progressively got better. Um, for most people, it's the opposite where like they hated university or they, they absolutely hated high school because like the high school's that like inflection point where everyone walks in and they always tell you like, hey, high school's only one phase. Like um, people have most of the mental health issues and stuff like that come in high school. Um, but like, I think we're outside of the minority and like, if anyone's watching, you can tell me if that's the case, um, where elementary school was not that great. Um, and, uh, most people would disagree with that. Well, and I think, I mean, I think a lot of people look back fondly on elementary school cause it's the last time they got to be a kid, but you and I are still kids, right? You and I still can live the life we want and enjoy and have fun. And most people can't do that anymore. So it's like, even though there was all of the negativity that I think many people do have in elementary school, because you're, you're like, imagine being in that situation now. You have almost no say in what you do with your life. You're just shepherded around. You're forced to sit in one space and you get like 40 minutes of freedom a day. Like that is not a good environment, but at least you got to kind of react consistently and do what you wanted within the boundaries. Whereas now, like, I've, innate, I've created my own boundaries such, such that I still get to do that. And so very much people, I think, romanticize their elementary school experience because they hate their lives now, more so than it was actually a good experience. And for me, as I got old, I just wanted freedom. As I got older, grade nine was like high school was great because I had more freedom. The teachers didn't like harp on my homework all of the time. I just got the zero, which I wanted in the first place. And then by university, oh, fantastic. I can do whatever I want finally, right? Um, So for me, I just wanted the freedom to live my life. And elementary school was absolutely not for that. And nostalgia also plays plays a little bit into that, which is that you only really remember the good things. You remember the bad things. But for me, mostly elementary school is bad things. So it's kind of hard to do that. (laughs) But uh, any other last thoughts that you want to add in there before uh, before we wrap up this episode? Public schools are awful. We should have private schools. <laughs> or just schools that actually cater to different people's ways of learning. Um, yeah, well, getting... that's, a, that's a thing as well, right? They, there's, there's some, I forget what the term is, but like teaching to average doesn't work. There was some, um, there was some analogy with like designing a fighter, pi- a, a fighter jet, right? And how if you design it for the average fighter pilot, it doesn't work for any of them because no one is actually statistically average in every way, right? And so when you design for the 80% or whatever, it's literally for no one. And that's the way they teach in schools is it's like, okay, well, what does the average kid do in these 10 subjects? And it's like, no one is average in every subject. You're designing a process for no one. Um, and I think very much that's the case. And also 
then that really does hamper the gifted students who want to excel, who want to self-study. Like, I can't imagine how much more knowledgeable I'd be and potentially actually legitimately smarter if I had had a good education. Like, it, it's, I, I don't know the amount of uh, productivity and value that my life lost because I could not be taught well. And I just sat there bored for eight years of my life. And there's also those kids that I've, that I've met that are like, there's one specific subject that means absolutely nothing to them. And then there's one subject where they just absolutely excel because it just totally makes sense. Like someone would fail like all of their social studies and like all of these other courses, but in math, they do absolutely amazing because that made sense and they found that useful. Um, and I have a little bit of a different, different point of view where I think it's, you should have school teach foundational things um, that like everyone should sort of know in order to like navigate the world. And then everything else should be, you should be at all to specialize into what you like. And if you find out you don't like it, then go do something else. Right. Um, because I do like, I had this conversation with someone where it's like, I think we all need to teach someone like math and like adding and stuff like that. And then what they choose to do with that or how they choose to manifest that, that is where you look at the child's interest. So it's like how you teach them math might be one person might be rockets. The other person might be like counting something else. Like I can't come up with an example right now. Um, but I think foundational, like that's what um, school should be about the foundational stuff. And then kids have the curiosity to go ahead and find things that they like to do. Um, and then you should, you know, allow them to go ahead and do that. Well, awesome, David. Uh, this is a great episode. And uh, to everyone that is listening, let us know how your elementary school experience was like. Um, was it similar to ours? Was it different? Is there certain things that we said that you might disagree with or uh, think we looked at a little bit the wrong way? Or if you felt the same way and you might have felt ostracized, ostracized differently, let us know how that was done. Um, and uh, we look forward to hearing it.